0: Welcome to the podcast for Winton Baptist Church. We hope to encourage you in your walk with Christ through the teaching of God's Word, posting our Sunday messages online and other periodic devotionals to keep your faith strong in Jesus. Check out our website at wyntonbaptist.com for more ways to connect with us. We would love to hear from you. Be encouraged, and may the Lord bless you always. We're continuing our series uh, on the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, up here. And so the Sermon on the Mount, you know, know is one of the longest uh, messages we have uh, preached directly by Jesus. And uh, that's, a, that's a wonderful thing. And so we have a chance to uh, gaze into the mind and heart of Jesus directly as he's preaching to the crowd, to the disciples, uh, to get those gathered around. And uh, this is a, a way for Jesus to to speak into his disciples before they before they go change the world. Uh, these are 12 ordinary men. And how do you get 12 ordinary men to go change the world? You teach them. You teach them uh, your heart. You teach them what you would have them to do. And so that's what Jesus is doing. And for us, translation for us, fast forward uh, 2,000 years, it's still applicable to us today uh, in that we are disciples of Christ. We are followers of Christ. So we... These are uh, a wonderful teaching of Jesus. This is not just simply moral teaching, a moral ethical teaching, or these are the ten, 10 steps to living a great Christian life. It's not that at all. Uh, it's a deeper, uh, heartfelt teaching from Jesus. This is how you become a follower of Jesus. And we begin this Sermon on the Mount with the Beatitudes. Uh, Beatitudes from the Latin, Beatus, uh, meaning uh, blessed, blessed. Uh, Favorite of God. Some translations use the word "happy," uh, but it's really a favorite state of God. This is the condition. This is the state of the person who does this. They're they're blessed by God. They're not they're not happy. Uh, but no, they are blessed by God. Uh, if this is the case, and if, uh, the abiyadu simply has a condition, and then they have a result uh, of of the, of the believer who follows by these teachings. And so, this is a wonderful way to begin this series. He's He's pointing out uh, in the Beatitudes, the first section of the Beatitudes, our connection with God. And then he talks about our relationship with God in the middle section of the Beatitudes. And finally, uh, what we're getting into some of today is our connection with other people and how we relate to other people in the world uh, as believers. So this morning we're looking at Matthew chapter 5, verses 7, which says this. It says, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. So the question we have this morning is, how can I be a person of mercy? How can I live a life of mercy in response to God's mercy towards me? Blessed all are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. I want to tell you a story of a pastor who wanted to illustrate this to his congregation. And it was very poignant in how he did it. He started out uh, Sunday morning, and uh, this, this was a larger church in a, in a, in a large city. And this pastor decided in one of his campuses, he would uh, go and dress up like a homeless person. He dressed up like a homeless person, and he had a beard, and the the clothing was tattered, And and so he sat down beside uh, the main door of the church, and he had a cup out there for for donations. And he just kind of watched as folks uh, went by, and he just kind of recording it, you know. And sure enough, folks would just, they just kept walking on by this bum sitting on the side right there in the corner, uh of the of the church of the church there and so some would go out of their way and avoid him and uh this was very interesting for a time but also uh certain uh, very curious things began to happen people began to uh address this this homeless man they began to to be christ to him and so uh eventually the pastor takes he had a shopping cart so he pushes the shopping cart at the beginning of the service into the service he walks up on stage and begins to take off his garb and whatnot. He's the bum. Surprise, he's the bum. And so when he uh, was talking about how the church responded to uh, this interaction, this test of mercy, if you will, it was asked, how well, how they do? How did they do? And he said, they did awesome. Let me tell you what they did. That some walked by, yes. But some, they stopped by and they... They would put uh, money in, in in his jar, and then someone stopped by, and they they prayed over him, and uh, you know, would you would you come into our church? God, I want to pray with you right now. And hey, I thought we'd bring you something to eat this morning, and uh, some of you brought this this guy a cup of coffee, and uh, one even prayed, dear Heavenly Father, so thankful that you brought this man to your church on your day, Lord, and uh, all these neat things that were doing to him. so the church really did respond. To, to, to this homeless person that was outside, some walked by, but a lot really went out of their way to show mercy to to this person. Another person prayed, God, I just pray that you would just meet this man, and Father, we would be your will that you would uh, just have him come into our church. You know, that's they weren't pushy, and you know, you know they they just, they just understood what the moment was there. And uh, you know, Jesus, the pastor quoted these words, Matthew twenty-five forty, to his congregation, said, Truly, I say to you. As you did to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. And he did this to a couple of other campuses that uh, he had that he was leading. And it was a unique display of mercy. Uh, and so I want to give you the definition of mercy. We're going to be talking about mercy this morning, mercy and grace this morning. Grace we kind of understand. Grace we get much a little more murky in a lot of ways. Uh, mercy is this. The kindness and compassion shown to someone... Uh, whom it is, whom in one's power to punish or harm. Another way of looking at it is God not giving us what we deserve. What do we, what we, what do we deserve? We deserve punishment from God because. Uh, and so, mercy is God showing us kindness. Mercy is showing us uh, God's favor. And so, it, it's a unique way of looking at God's mercy. And so how, how do we do that? How do we show the mercy of God? Do, are we perfect all the time? No, we're not perfect. We get it wrong sometimes. And that's where God's grace comes in. But this is a unique way of understanding the mercy and compassion of God. How do you do that? Grace, on the other hand, is this. Grace is unmerited favor. God extended favor toward us that we do not deserve. Uh, and God, uh, when we become saved, God, by His grace, saves us. He gives us his Holy Spirit. He shows us the truth by his Holy Spirit. God doesn't have to do that, but by his grace, he does that. So Jesus says uh, in this beatitude, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. How do you show mercy? Mercy has a it, many faceted jewel of mercy. One of those facets of the jewel is, is being generous to others. How are we generous to others? Well, uh, Jesus says in Proverbs, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the, uh, the word says in Proverbs 19, verse 17, it says this, kindness to the poor is a loan to the Lord, and he will give a reward to the lender. Kindness to the poor is a loan to the Lord, and he will give a reward to the lender. We, we know that God loves a cheerful giver. We know that. We know principles of giving. We know that God wants us to give what we have determined in our heart to give. We know that God calls us as his church To support ministry, we We know God, from His Word, calls us to support uh, missions, missionary, missionaries. At the end of uh, of the book of the Corinthians, Paul encourages the church to support missions. And so, that's part of God's will is to support those uh, in need. We show mercy through being generous. To others. Maybe you've done that in your life. Maybe you've shown generosity to other people in your life at some point. You've you've done this. You've been out shopping. Maybe you've been one of those who have seen a homeless person on the side of the street and they held a the cardboard sign and they held a the cup out and you've thrown your dollar in. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe you're sitting in the pew right now and you're thinking, or you're listening online, you're thinking, "What? Well, you know, I don't I don't know about that." Uh, can I just speak to that for just a moment? Um, I understand that. We have we have an, we have we have a, a thought process that's, that that goes like this. Well, they are on the side of the street. Uh, I, I'm, I've worked hard for my money. I'm not going to give my money to someone who has not worked hard uh, for it. Uh, I, I'm not going to. Uh, it, we, we almost kind of get a sense of uh, I, I don't owe them anything. So we have a choice. We either go on by and go about our day, or we get be uh, generous and give something to them. Uh, now I also want to the flip side of the point here we need to use wisdom uh, when we express mercy like that. Uh, you see the expose's of the folks who are, are holding their cardboard signs and then they go around the corner, they put their cardboard sign in an electric vehicle and they drive away and so your gift to them was not going to where it should where you intended it to go uh, where you thought God was going to use it. Uh, so there's the flip side of that point too, when you're trying to bless someone in that way. There are other ways, there are other ways, and many other ways to to serve and reach out and be generous to those in need. Uh, another way you may have done this, and know our school, our Sunday school classes do this through Hope Ministries. I think we still do that. Uh, we 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 give to someone uh, a little child a monthly donation that's been going on for for a little while now. This helps give them schooling and. Yeah, Christian education, those kinds of things. Uh, it, it sets them up for a better life. And so Alice and I have done that. We, we sponsored our child, uh, Saraya, uh, I think it's, I remember her name as well. But I, but we sponsored her for about eight years uh, from the point of the program. Uh, we, we got her in the program about middle age, and then she got, we went through the program and sponsored her. And so uh, that was a unique experience. Uh, you also know other experiences where you see folks skip to, to the poor, to the needy, and you hear on the news sometimes. People go and they uh, they'll go uh, to Walmart and they'll pay off uh, the uh, the balance, uh, the the layaway, the layaway department. They'll just uh, several instances. One person went; it was like sixteen thousand dollars. They paid off the whole balance. Everybody who owed something. That doesn't mean you go to Walmart and go, go lay away a big giant TV in the hopes that somebody's going. Maybe somebody paying off. No, no, don't do that. Uh, that's just a way someone showing generosity. Another instance of that is someone going around. There's a uh, uh, I think when she was alive. I don't think she was no longer alive. She would, she would go around and she would write $1,000 checks to people. Uh, and there was a, uh, a significant time when there was a flood uh, out in the Midwest. And she would go around. She was in a boat. She was going around writing $1,000 checks to people in need. Uh, so that's a, a great way uh, of showing mercy. We're generous with people. Generous with our, our resources of people. That's what Jesus says. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive Mercy. Where well, it's in God's ability to say, you know what, you deserve punishment, but I want to give you mercy and show you love. But also for us, uh, within the horizontal relationship, it's, with our, it's within our ability to walk on right. But we, uh, we, instead of casting judgment, uh, we show mercy. Uh, judgment's kind of the opposite of mercy. Instead of casting judgment, we show mercy. And we do these things by being generous uh, to those in need. How are we generous? To those in need. That's, that's, I mean, remember, kindness to the poor uh, is a loan to the Lord, and He will give a reward to the lender. And so, you can do that in many ways. Another way uh, we can show mercy is by forgiving others. Uh, and we were reminded of this in in, in uh, Matthew chapter six, verses fourteen and fifteen, on down into the uh, on down to the sum amount the, the principal. There, He says this for. But if you forgive others, their offenses, your Heavenly Father will forgive you as well. Okay? It would also say, if you don't forgive others, your your Father will not forgive your offenses. Now, we're, we want to be careful here when we look at this verse. It doesn't mean that God... God this is not saying that God is unwilling to forgive. It's not saying that. But rather, you don't. if you don't forgive, you also feel like the attitude to receive that forgiveness. You're not going to be in the mindset to receive... Uh, their forgiveness of, of, of God, your heart's going to be hardened, and you, you can't unharden your heart in that state. Only the Holy Spirit can, uh, and He can pull on your heart strings and you can do it like that. Uh, you know, but watch this. It, it happens through forgiveness. Your heart needs unhardened and through forgiveness. Maybe you can't a for a while, and then there was some point in your life you were able to release that and you were able to forgive that person for for uh, for wronging you in such a very very harmful way. And that, as a believer, you can be free from that. It's such a weight on your shoulders when you forgive that person. It's hard. You can only do it through the power of Christ. And so God calls us to forgive uh, in, in that way. No matter, no matter what's happened, No matter what the sin or the offense. Yes, God can, has called us to forgive and show mercy in that manner. Why? Because, well, he's forgiven us such a great debt. Remember, our sin nailed the God of glory to the cross. That's the level of our sin. So God calls us also to exert that same level of forgiveness to those who have uh, sinned against us. We all remember uh, there's a group of Bible study attendees uh, that uh, some of them showed up. But they forgave the shooter that killed nine people in Charleston. That's church in Charleston. His name is Dylan Ruth. They, they forgave him. And I remember seeing and hearing the shaking of the voice in the woman that was speaking to this, this young man, Dylan Ruth. She forgave him. That's incredible, incredible mercy. Uh, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Now I'm also reminded of Psalms 51, 9-13, when David was crying out to God for this same kind of forgiveness. When well, he said this, Turn your face away from my sins. And blot out all my guilt. God, create a clean heart for me and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore the joy of your salvation to me and sustain me by giving me a willing spirit. That's Psalm 51, 9 through 13. And so that's an amazing way of showing mercy. You can forgive other people. Another way you show mercy is uh, by having compassion for the suffering. Uh, And we we see this in Matthew 14, 14. Uh, All throughout Jesus' ministry, he showed mercy. This is just one instance of that. And we see this in Matthew 14, verse 14. It says this. When he went ashore, he saw a large crowd and he had compassion on them, and he healed their sick. That's just one instance of showing mercy and having compassion on the suffering. And we as a church, we're, we're familiar with that. I, I said you do a really good job of showing compassion for those who suffer in our community. Uh, I, I've, got a, you know, I've got a thank you card for, for you showing suffering, uh, mercy to someone who's suffering. And they said, you know, thank you so much for the food and the gift card that you gave, Miss Bailey. Uh, and, and so she's uh, so appreciative of, of your mercy. The family is even more so with, with the gift that we gave. Uh, We continue to do that within our little town. uh, There are those that are suffering. And you stand up and say, you know what, we're not going to let that happen. We're going to come to their aid. And I thank you for that. That's one way uh, of having compassion for those who are suffering. And me, my former ministry is a unique passion. There's a lot of uh, unique opportunities in a large city to to take part in what we call mercy ministry. Uh, And we can do that uh, certainly here as well. We We do that some here as well and uh, for the mercy ministry we did when I was a youth pastor there was a a large church there First Baptist Wilmington, they had their homeless ministry they did every night and they had a big old kitchen in the basement of their entire church with a fellowship hall and they they opened the doors up and the homeless community came in and they they fed the homeless community every single week, it still goes on today Gary Harris is the guy who runs it and so we were able to take part in that uh, one time I, I loved what was going on, I was like how do we is there anything else we can do? This first Matters, Wilmington's got it. You know they got it square away. They're doing a great job. Is there anything else in the city that, that that our church could do? You know, Southside, our our youth could do uh, on a certain level. And, and sure enough, Gary Harris referred me to a, a ministry called uh, I'll enough the Mercy House. The Mercy House was a ministry in Wilmington. It was a, a, a men's shelter, and so they would let men stay in the Mercy House for about twenty bucks a week. Uh, you can stay in there. Uh, but what they didn't have was, uh, and they, they fed them throughout the week, but they didn't feed them on the weekends. I, I said, well, I, talked to, I was talking to the director of the house, and I said, well, who's feeding them on the weekend? And they, he's like, they just don't eat. They come in. And they hang out. And they wait till Monday, and they just don't eat. Um, I'm like, well, that, that's, that doesn't sound right. Uh, how can we help? So we began a journey uh, <laughs> of feeding the, these men on the weekend. Uh, we, we, we took one day, and another church took another day. So we took took Friday nights, and so our youth and some adults would always go on Friday nights to the volunteer at the Mercy House and and, and serve these men and women. They're they're from the neighborhood as well, but primarily men. Uh, We serve these men, we serve them a meal, we put them a meal and and serve them, and something beautiful happened. We we were able to eat dinner with them. We'd sit down and have a meal with them and talk to them about their life. And, And I remember specifically meeting a guy named Peter. And, and he told me about how he got a trailways bus from Florida to Wilmington, and how his life had gone off track. And a lot of times the stories are very similar, and they get into certain addictions and drug addiction and that kind of thing. And so it's, it's very, uh, very hard to, to get back. Uh, but the Mercy House helps them do that and uh, it's transitional living. So I was speaking with Peter, and he was enjoying his spaghetti. We made spaghetti, a simple meal. And uh, so I prayed for him, and we went, we went on, and, I remember walking through downtown Longs and going to the library one day, and there was Peter uh, on, on the street, and he stood up and he, he, he called out my name, and said Pastor Derek, and uh, I noticed that he was he was Peter, you know, and he hadn't had a shower in a couple of days, and he, was, he had a smile on his face, and he said, "I want to thank you for for that meal that you your, your youth came and thank you for bringing your, your youth to to feed to feed us." That was very very special, and I, I said, "Hey, thanks, no, no problem. It's just our talking. That's our pleasure, but you know it's 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 our privilege and honor to do that. Um, that's a way of showing compassion and, and, and mercy. And, and I remember one time at the mercy house, I, I kind of out, I wanted to. You know, it's all we feed them was just spaghetti and just you know kind of these kinds of foods. Us, you know, if I, if I was a man, I would have a steak. And so I went to I went to my chairman Dayton's, at that time, and I said, Hey, can we can we do this? Can we how about we feed them steaks? Let's let's feed them steaks. And like, well, yeah, I suppose we could. We have looked at our church budget; we have a little bit there, and that's a little extravagant. But these men, right, have been in years, and so we were able to grill we them steak, and they sat down and have a, had a kind of great meal together. And so i said saying, something to you know do this or that. Uh, mercy is important when you show compassion uh, to those who are suffering. When when you bring a meal to someone, uh, that's that's done a lot in this church. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very very uh, a very cultural thing to do here in this area. I noticed when I, when I had surgery, um, I had folks show up and bring meals to me. now I wasn't, wasn't really used to that. And, uh, and I thank you for that kindness and that mercy. Uh, and that's, that's the beauty of mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. You're going to receive mercy from God. You're going to be willing to receive that from God. It's compassion. Uh, and, and this church has done that in so many ways. But also, there's, there's another aspect... To, to mercy, this, this mercy that we keep talking about, saying this word mercy, 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 mercy. Well, this comes from a word in the Hebrew that the Greek translation is taken from the uh, Hebrew word hesed, and that's called that's uh, we we know this as uh, loving kindness. There's not really a word in the, in the English language that really details uh, the said love of God, the loving kindness of God. Uh, so we kind of mush two words together, loving kindness, okay? And we see this when when God uh, passed in front of Moses. God said, Moses, hey, I want to see you. I want to sh- Show me your glory, God. Show me who you are. And if there's anything that could identify God to Moses in Exodus, Exodus 34, 6, notice what he said. He, he used the word said, and, and this word there, abounding faithful love and truth, the Lord passed in front of him and proclaimed, the Lord the Lord is a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast, faithful love and truth. That chesed there is mercy. It's mercy. The Greek translates it mercy. And this is an amazing characteristic of God, the God we serve, uh, mercy. He is constantly merciful to us. And how do we you know He's constantly merciful to us? This idea uh, of, of faithful love is. This idea of, of chesed, meaning it's, it's, a, it's a loving kindness, it's a steady, deep, intentional choice to love continually. That's God's mercy. God, God's mercy comes to us and he says, I'm going to stay by your side no matter what. Wouldn't you love that kind of love? That's a great kind of love. It's kind of a, a love we have in our marriage vows. Uh, lots of couples have stood before me and they've, they've made their vows together and I want to stay with you the, the phrase is, till death do us part in sickness and in health uh, for richer for poorer, for better for worse all these things, that's mercy, that's said love, that's the loving kindness that we uh, go towards and it's, it also it, 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 it shows the covenant language that God used for the nation of Israel. I'm going to stay with you this is my covenant with you, we talked a little bit about that yesterday and the covenant that God made with Abraham. Now I promise to make your descendants as numerous as the stand on the sea. Uh, because you have been so, because you chosen to be faithful. I'm going to stay faithful to you. I'm going to stay faithful. you're not even going to be able to see it, the, the amount of faithfulness that I have. All these people are going to be blessed. Nations are going to be blessed through, through your faith, your abuse to me. And then we look at Revelation and we see that uh, John looked before the throne, and there were multitudes of every language striving time before the throne. That's the faithfulness of God. That's the said love of God. To love continually, to, to love of a covenant or promise, primarily from God. Do we have that kind of love uh, for people? Do we stay with people through thick and thin? And I, as I was working on this uh, last night, I literally got a call uh, and, and I had, for, from someone in the community. And, and I, I, made them, I had a choice whether I needed to take this call and continue. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, ignore this call and continue my sermon on mercy, uh, or I can take this call and live out my sermon. So that's what I chose to do: to live out the call. And we spoke, and we prayed, and we talked about the suffering that this individual was going through, and it was just—it was very overwhelming for this individual. And so, God used that moment to teach me, "Hey, you know, this is mercy right here. Talk to them, pray with them. They, they need you right now. Avoid the Holy call. And so, you know, the sermon, you know, I'll speak through you. So I'll speak through this story to two others. And, and, and that, that story didn't involved. Uh, it was just uh, Sonia. And uh loss has transpired uh, in, in, in her life, and her family's life. And it had come to a crisis. And so she needed prayer and encouragement at that. Moment. And she needed mercy. She needed the mercy of God at that moment. So we were able to talk. Another way you know, Hebrews 13, 5 says this to us, talking about God, it says, I, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Wow. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, again, being a youth pastor, I saw a lot of the damage that leaving had, it still has in the youth culture. Um, we, it's just a reality. Um, 50% of the homes, sometimes, it's no different in Christian homes. Folks, families will will split. They'll break up. Sometimes they're healthy, and sometimes they make it work. And there were there were many uh, you their folks made it work. It was great, and and, you know the kids grew up and they're fine. Uh, But some the kids can't cope, and and they did they did things like you know they would do uh, self injury, those kinds of things. It was so heartbreaking to see the damage that that uh, that had created in the family to a mom or dad. you know, they couldn't, couldn't make the course in their marriage. and didn't understand that. Uh, but I, I wanted to, to let them know, hey, as your are youth pastor, I'm not, I'm not going to abandon you. I'm right before you. And so uh, I was able to see several generations of students go through ministry uh, and stay, stay with them because you know, it, was, it was tough. And I see them online now. They're grown. And they got different last names now online. Who is that also? So-and-so. And they're successful, and they're successful in their lives. And they're kids. And it's just great to see uh, they adjusted. They just the well. How did they respond to the mercy that I gave them and other youth leaders gave them? Well, they stayed. They stayed with their ministry. They, they, they understood. Hey, if this person's not going to leave me. I'm, I'm going to stay invested in their life. I'm, I'm going to roll with them because they're rolling with me. Uh, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive uh, mercy. I also think about uh, someone uh, who stays with us that you might be familiar with. Is, uh, whenever you, if you've ever made a 911 call, they, they stay with you on the phone until help they're, arrives. They're right there with you. Uh, I've had a, an accident or accident or two. Uh, you know, and I would call a person. I sometimes I will record an accident. And the unique characteristics about the, these guys, the 911 calls, they stay with you. They stay with you until help arrives. And Jesus is like that to us, church family. He's merciful. In your darkest times, in the midst of this coronavirus, this, this struggle that we have, we're, we're at home, sometimes we're home, alone, and, and we're just despondent, we're despairing, we're going, woe is me. Uh, or we've got so much going and piling on us because of the coronavirus. The, you know, the, 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 the masks we have to wear and, and all, all kinds of things that we're, we're doing now, uh, the spacing, that's just tough. Jesus is with you. He's still showing up. He's he's showing out you know. I've heard that phrase before But he's merciful He's merciful to us God calls us to be merciful in this time So my question to us this morning Who can we be merciful to? Who in your life can you be merciful to In the midst of this coronavirus It's a great time to show mercy There's a lot of folks that need mercy right now Blessed are they merciful For they shall receive mercy Who can you show mercy to? Can you show mercy to your family? Uh, give them some mercy in the midst of this. They're a little more irritable, you know, a little more irritable. And then sometimes in your up space, they, they need your mercy. They need you grace. Uh, and work the same thing. Uh, or those who wear masks and those who don't wear masks, and do we, and we look down our nose to those who don't wear masks, mm, mm, are we going to show them mercy? Uh, maybe they don't understand like we do. Show them, show them. Because God's people doesn't call us to judge. He calls us to show mercy. Blessed are the merciful. For they shall receive. Blessing. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning. We ask, Lord, you uh, you allow us to lead a life of mercy. As you hung on the cross, God, you you looked down through the ages and you saw our sin. You knew what it would take, God, to to, to bring us home, uh, Lord. It would take uh, your your son's life to do that. And so we're so grateful for that mercy. Uh, Lord, we fail you. Uh, you give us grace You give us mercy. Uh, your mercies are new every morning. Thank you, God, for your, your wonderful mercy. Lord, well, tomorrow morning, your mercy is just going to be just asleep. Uh, as we wake up, and we're reminded of your faithfulness. Your, your faithful love to us, God. Your faithful love that Jesus gave us and demonstrated, continues to demonstrate to us because he is with us uh, in the form of the present, the person of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you, you would not leave us as orphans. God, you gave us the comfort, of your Lord. So, Holy Spirit, walk with us. Walk with us in our joy and our pain. Uh, and thank you for grace and mercy, Lord. Allow us to be people of compassion that love you, that love your word, and love others, God. Maybe there's some who want to respond uh, in prayer, Lord, or respond in repentance and faith. Uh, maybe there are some who need to have a relationship with you online, God. They can just message us and let us know, and we'll pray for them. And we'll walk uh, with you. We'll teach you about the right relationship with you, Lord. God, you're glorious. Thank you. For your mercy, we ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen.